0: all right so today i have tim doyle in the studio with me thanks so much for joining me tim happy to sit down with you could you uh just describe yourself and the work you do sure uh i'm a senior vice
1: president with the conference of state bank supervisors uh, and I'm primarily responsible
0: for uh, policy for the nationwide multi-state licensing system. Mm-hmm. And so since you uh, handle policy for the licensing system, today we're here to ask you what seems like a simple question, but I feel like there's a lot more to it. What is a license? So can you just explain a bit about what a license is?
1: Sure. I mean, fundamentally, a license is a permission. A license is a granting of a right to conduct specific activities within a jurisdiction by a regulatory body, usually for a specified period of time. It comes out of state law. Now a license authority is different than a registration requirement, uh, though often both are necessary. A license typically identifies standards that must be met in order to hold a license and always requires approval of a regulator. A registration is really just a requirement that a firm or individual identify themselves and that they're going to conduct an activity within a jurisdiction. Why does licensing exist at all? The purpose of a license is to ensure that the public can have confidence in a firm or a person with whom they wish to do business. Uh, you know, When a license is applied for, the regulator undertakes a credentialing process that ensures that the applicant has the capability and the organizational structure as well as, well as the character and fitness to provide the services in a professional manner. Now, I, I will say a license doesn't guarantee that a consumer will get good service, but ensures that the company or the individual cannot claim that they did not understand how to provide good service or did not have the capability to provide good
0: service. So it provides a a sort of floor, in a sense, and also allows for uh, regulators to know that the people who are licensed meet certain criteria and standards.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, it's especially important, I think, in financial services and why you see state licensing and registration across all major financial services, insurance, securities, lending. um, These services can be complex. Uh, they are hugely impactful on individuals and families, and a one bad transaction, you know, one home foreclosure, one auto repossession when that auto is relied upon to get to work, one reoccurring debt that was ill-made can really ruin a family's financial life.
0: So you're kind of leading into my next question then is, um, why is licensing a good thing? What's the benefit and value? You already kind of explained that... Uh, that you want to make sure that they're operating at a minimum standard to prevent some of these catastrophic things you described. But but in general, uh, why does licensing matter? Why is it a good thing? Yeah, first and foremost, consumer protection.
1: Licensing establishes a standard and reviews entrants against that standard and provides for monitoring on an ongoing basis. You know, it's essentially a gatekeeping function that prevents countless bad acts and bad actors from operating. But I will say two other things. First, Uh, licensing also allows small companies to provide financial services where a bank charter, which can provide lots of services, uh, is a very intensive process and they're not easy to get, rightfully so. Uh, But if you are a small mortgage broker who wishes to work in her community to connect lenders and borrowers, a non-bank license gets you a foot in that door. The second is that licensing uh, is good for markets. It takes a, the consumer does not have to vet firms themselves. It provides a legitimate pool of firms that then the consumer, when they go shopping, can shop on product, can shop on service, et cetera.
0: A license differs from a charter in a number of different ways. Can you kind of explain um, either the process and how different it is or what the minimum requirements are? What really differenti- differentiates a license from a charter?
1: Well, fundamentally, a charter is a broad grant of authority, by an authority, uh, to conduct a whole range of financial services. So, for instance, a bank charter allows banks to provide a whole range of products to its customers. Where a license is a specific grant for a specific activity. So you might get a license as a mortgage lender or uh, as a debt collector for a very specific activity. Uh, and it's usually for a time-limited, where a charter is not time-limited.
0: Okay, so a charter opens up. A whole lot more venues at once, so the hurdle to get a charter has to be a lot higher because you're basically opening the floodgates for all sorts of different activities for one chartered entity. Yes, and you have uh, deposit insurance and
1: other factors that play into a charter that makes it uh, uh, a much more detailed process.
0: Got it. And so, uh, because you work a lot in the nationwide multi-state licensing system. You must be seeing a lot about how licensing is changing nowadays. Can you give me some idea of what licensing was like 20 years ago, 10 years ago, today, and how things are changing or how things are going to change in the near future? Sure. So uh, at least in terms of financial services,
1: uh, especially when it comes to the provision of credit, uh, licensing really uh, started... um, uh, in the mortgage arena, for instance, uh, as the banks in the late 80s and early 90s withdrew from mortgage lending and the growth of the mortgage broker and mortgage lender into the non-bank area. Uh, and we saw states, in order to protect its consumers better, begin to institute uh, licensing laws uh, for the reasons I mentioned. Uh, and it was in um, 2000, prior to 2008, when state regulators saw uh, issues arising in the, in the mortgage markets Uh, that uh, they supported the development of the nationwide multi-state licensing system, coincident with the fact that uh, the vast majority of states had mortgage loan originator licensing laws. So the growth of licensing followed closely the growth of the non-bank financial service industry. Um, The consumer finance industry has been licensed for longer because consumer finance laws outside of uh, the banking um, industry has been around longer. What we've seen more recently, I think, is the Internet and the interconnectedness of our world today is now uh, having a dramatic impact on licensing. In the past, information scarcity, scarcity excuse me, would require that the gatekeeping work a regulator had to do when an applicant came and wanted to provide services in their state. They had to find out who that applicant was. Did they have any bad actions in other states or other jurisdictions? Maybe get a criminal history check, et cetera. Uh, this discovery took a lot of time, uh, and once, even once they were done with that discovery, then they had to evaluate that company or that individual against the standards for licensure. Um, what has happened um, more recently now with the internet and with the NMLS is the ability for regulators to share information in real time, and it, while it hasn't lowered standards, it's lowered the gatekeeping work and cost of vetting those people state regulators now have access to each other's information on the non-bank licensing
0: world uh, at their fingertips through NMLS. So you touched on something really interesting there, and I just want to circle back. Uh, You mentioned that the financial crisis occurred in 2008, but state regulators had developed the licensing system primarily for mortgage loan originators in 2006. So they saw that there was something going on and were taking action. Can you just tell me a little bit about, about what they were seeing? Sure. It was uh, back in 2002, 2003
1: through consumer complaints to their agencies um, where they started hearing stories from consumers of of fraud, of uh, inaccurate disclosures, of bad practices. So the regulators uh, being on the ground, I think, get this information very quickly from their consumers and uh, started building in 2006, started building a nationwide multi-state licensing system uh, in advance, not knowing, but in advance of the crisis that would hit in late 2007 and 2008.
0: So the the licensing process has become much more rigid since then for mortgage loan originators, making sure that we're, they're meeting certain standards, and it's been formalized uh, through the licensing system now, where it's a requirement. That's right. That's right. And so, uh,
1: and, and the growth of the mortgage licensing for originators um, really has been a growth in, uh, creating a national standard, um, allowing states to stay responsive to their citizens, but creating a much more national standard about what the expectations are, education, testing, um, uh, practices, et cetera, for the non-bank mortgage industry.
0: So all of this together, um, we use the, the term NMLS a lot, um, And how most people know that term is when they hear a commercial or see a business card for a mortgage loan originator and they see NMLS ID number 9999999. I don't want to use a real one so we don't upset anybody. Um, What is an NMLS ID? Sure. So uh, what NMLS
1: does is create a single ID number for a company or an individual that's required to be licensed under state law. This is typically in addition to a, the state license number that's issued by the state. But this number allows uh, regulators to track that company or individual across state lines, um, across industries. If you have an individual that leaves one industry and one financial services industry and switches to another, um, that record goes with them. Or if they leave the industry for a few years and comes back, their record of past performance in NMLS comes back with them. So the NMLS ID number is just a, a um, Uber ID number that ties all the state license records together. Uh, the reason it's in the advertisements, uh, state law, most state law requires the uh, in any communication, the communication of an uh, individual's license number and, and or NMLS ID number. Consumers can go to NMLS Consumer Access, a free website provided by state agencies, uh, plug in that number, Find out where that individual is licensed, uh, the
0: history of their license, have there been any enforcement actions, uh, et cetera. So for a consumer, uh, they can take a look at, at a good amount of information about these about whoever is going to be doing their mortgage. Uh, absolutely. Um, it is probably the strongest link between the licensure
1: requirement and consumer protection. It connects the credentialing work that the regulators do through licensing Uh, with a consumer who's looking to work with a legitimate
0: firm by looking up that license. So you would recommend every time you're going to go and get a mortgage or refinance that whoever is making that great offer to you, you take their animal ID number, go to Consumer Access and take a look and see their history, that they're properly licensed, that there's not any enforcement actions against them, things like that.
1: Absolutely. Every single mortgage company bank that extends mortgages, and individual loan originators, whether they work for a bank or a non-bank, are licensed or registered registered through NMLS. They all have a unique ID number. So for families that are contemplating maybe making the biggest financial transaction of their life, they can go to consumer access. They can determine that that bank or non-bank is properly authorized to originate uh, and they can see if there's been any enforcement actions. They can do some basic
0: vetting about the legitimacy of that of that company or bank. So simply put, they can see that they're licensed. They can see their history, if there's any enforcement actions. What it doesn't do is tell you whether or not you're getting a good deal or you're getting the best rate or anything like that. It's more of a check to make sure you're working with legitimate business.
1: Absolutely. And that's, that's correct also. The best way to get the good deal is to contact a number of legitimate businesses, banks and non-banks, and find the one that provides you the product that thinks is the best for you,
0: and provides you the service that you want. Excellent. So this was a really great primer on licenses, uh, Tim. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it, and I hope that our listeners enjoy it too. Thank you. Happy to be here.